Hey listeners, before we get into today's podcast, I want to thank today's sponsors, first of which is Pretentious Pickles, um, our good friends at Pretentious Pickles, located right here in Plymouth, Massachusetts on 190 Water Street, um, have a huge variety of pickled items for your um, consumption. There's pickled beets, Brussels sprouts, carrots, mushrooms, cucumbers, you name it, they've put it in a jar and pickled it. They make a phenomenal product and for the second year in a row have been nominated, I'm sorry, not nominated, one uh, best gourmet shop in the South Shore, Massachusetts area. So congratulations to Lorraine and everyone at Pretentious Pickle Company. And if you can't make it to their store, you can stop by www.pretentiouspickle.com and you can place an order online. They'll ship it right to you. Um, it's If you're into pickles, you should definitely check that out. And our second sponsor today is HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure delicious and simplicity. And I was just over there on their website checking out uh, what they have to offer. And I'm telling you, it's making me super hungry. We have a prosciutto-wrapped chicken, which I'm such a sucker for prosciutto. Uh, Chicken over garlic parm, which looks delicious. And even a beef tenderloin and brown butter veggies. It's, there's a lot to choose from over there. It looks fantastic. And today they're offering our listeners a discount. You can go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. video of like a professional yeah like streamer and stuff who still just like every time he goes to set up it's an ass ache and he's like he like this is his job yeah every time something like some button didn't get clicked or you opened programs in the wrong order and that messed something up i was because i was pissed off one day i was live streaming pokemon and i streamed for like three hours and i was like yo i'm gonna go like make lunch or whatever like i'll be back and all i did was put my shit down, and walk out of the room. I left everything exactly the way it was. I went back in, clicked start stream, didn't have game audio, couldn't get my mic to give me... It, it, so we were... We were nothing changed. We were live streaming music from here um, last winter, and, you know, we had um, OBS, and we were uh, using Restream, so we're streaming to a couple different platforms. First time, fine. After that, we could never get back on Twitch. Like it would stream just a blank screen, and I, I don't know why. Then every I just don't get it. Like I, I don't know why it's so hard. Yeah. Like, if this was a new thing, totally would get it. But I feel like at this I feel like point, it should be a lot easier, especially with the people who are really good at the computer stuff. Like yeah. I'm surprised there's not just a, a a computer program. You open it and you just like assign your inputs. Yeah. Like this is my mic. This is that. Bang, and then that's your Twitch. Like it would just be so easy. Like you don't have to click all, do all this other crazy shit. But yeah, not we're not there yet, <clears throat> unfortunately. Setting up the captures is impossible. <laughs> and then you, you see like some of these professional ones that have like multiple cameras and yeah, I'm like it's fucking awesome. I like the people that have, like, transition. Like, I wish I had, like, that little... Oh, I forget what it's called. There's, like, a little, like, stream board, and it's got, like, programmable keys, and, like, all that stuff is, like, all right, that button is, like, voice effects. It's, like, essentially what I yeah. was saying. Like, it's just, like... It's a little TV pre- studio. Pre- yeah, preset, like, everything yeah. you need. So, like, all right, now that's, like, a cutaway screen. Like, it's just going to put that in the stream automatically for you on that. But, like, that's what I need. Yeah. Set up all my stuff to a button. Just do that all day as I'm tapping on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here. Uh, so this is Andy the Nebriite Podcast. Welcome back, Nebriites. And I'm super excited because I think in the past year and a half, this is the second interview I've done sitting across the table from somebody. Yeah. In a year and a half. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, and that voice you're hearing 
is uh, kind of a local legend. Oh, you know, Every, everyone knows the bass player with one name, not Flea, but Cheese. On the show, Cheese. What's going on, man? Glad um, to be here. Yeah, so like we were hanging out last night. Were you, you were getting out of work, or yeah, I was just finishing up. Yeah, um, and I'm like, man, you got to come on the show. And we, I know we've talked about it before, and <laughs> we've had one of your bands because you're in three. I am in three. Yes. So you're in uh, Faith, from, Faith from Fable. Yep. Uh, Lightning Lifeford and the Procrastinators. Yep. And oh shit, I'm blanking. Don't 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 tell me. I know it. Um. Uh. The one I've been in the longest. I know, I know. Um, Album comes out tomorrow. I know, that's why I'm like, we should have you on. <laughs> Don't tell me. Oh my god. Um, uh, Endeavor, something Endeavor. Uh, uh, Frantic Endeavor. I was almost there. <laughs> nice. It's early, man. It, it is. It, it's an early morning, um, so cheese, thanks for coming in. Yeah, early. of course. Um, so you were in Frantic Endeavor, that was your first Endeavor. Huh. Uh, See what I did there? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Um. So how'd that band come about? So that's like entirely my friend Chris's like response. That's like his, that's been his high school project forever. It's been different iterations of the band over the years. I've been playing with Chris maybe fourteen years now. We've been playing music together. Um, I started as a drummer in like this little grungy punk band. Like yeah. it was just like a couple friends. We got together, played my friend's dad's music in his garage, and I was a drummer. My best friend Tom was a drummer. And we took turns. Yeah. Nobody played bass. I got really tired of the taking turns thing. Looked at the wall and said, that's got four strings. Show me that. <laughs> and been playing ever since. So, yeah, probably like 13 years I've been playing bass. I would say probably seven of those have been seriously. Yeah. A lot of like the high school stuff was like in and out when I had free time, like, I don't know, busy in high school, homework grounded whatever right. i was yeah, yeah whatever i was dealing You're taking with. your pace away <laughs> yeah, exactly um so that was like his whole like dream to do that um frantic endeavor comes from a coheed lyric at flatline equals frantic endeavor and that was the original name but that is way too long for any username right anything to post it anywhere it's just so it got shortened to frantic endeavor and it used to be the British spelling with the U in yeah. Endeavor, but that was one character too long for like Twitter or something like oh, way back when, yeah. when, when he was thinking about it. So it always got changed over. It's um, to me, it's really funny when like that's a thing now that bands have to like think about like SEO. Like if I call my so you know you know the band the band right yes you couldn't do that now because if you Google searched the band you would never find the band the, you're looking for right especially starting off and uh we interviewed last summer this um guy from a band called red gold green and in order like i asked him because it's red gold green but they dropped all the vowels so i'm like why'd you do that and they're like search engine optimization <laughs> yeah. like so you can find us and i'm like oh okay that's just one of those that's a thing now that you have to think about like how easy is it going to be for someone to find us on you know, Spotify or Bandcamp, and, you know, that that's interesting. That Yeah, luckily, um, so through the evolutions, we went through a bunch of lineups, whatever. I left the band for, like, two years, mm -hmm. sold all my electric gear and just, like, focused on acoustic stuff, rejoined, and when we got serious and put everything out, luckily we ended up with franticendeavor.com. It wasn't. Oh, really? It, it was it was yeah. so nice because everything that we have socials, uh, the website, everything is just frantic endeavor. Yeah, and we were like, this is surprising that we could get this. We we got pretty lucky uh, with Art. The only one that we didn't get was Instagram. So it's like Art oh, wow. six or something like that. And then anytime, like technically we're on Twitter, but it was literally just like I I don't understand Twitter but I'm setting up the account, so we have an art when we decide to do something with it. Yeah, we, we lack on, on Twitter, and that's partially my fault. Twitter was supposed to be, like, my kind of second social media, yeah. and then, like, over the years, I, like, stopped the social media thing and just, like, gave up on it. I probably should look back into taking over again. I but. feel like for music, it, I don't know, it makes more, it's easier, I don't want to, like, downplay it that it's easier, but it's, you have something to, like, 
record. Like, hey, we're going to do like a quick video of us at playing so- somewhere. Yeah. You know, my big struggle is like, all right, so we interview. I don't want to put up the interview before the interview goes up. Like, what the hell am I going to be posting? Like, on, mm. you know, and so it, it's, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's, it's, it's a work in progress, but yeah. it's, it's part of the business now. Yeah, it's all just figuring out what you, how you can market your craft. Yeah. Depending on what it is, if yeah. it's music or if it's like, uh, like digital art. I don't know. It's just figuring out how to target your audience. And I'm awful at all of that stuff. Luckily, we have somebody who focuses a lot of his free time into figuring all that out. So. And it's constantly changing. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Um. But you, so you were saying you have a new album coming out. Did you say next week? Uh, drops tomorrow. Drops tomorrow. Yeah, That's right. August twenty seventh. Um, was this recorded during COVID? Like, or was, or did COVID kind of pull um, things up? I don't think we recorded during COVID. I mean, we're kind of still during COVID. Well, yeah, I, but, mean, I mean, like, like but like during like the the worst of it. Yeah, the, the early days. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty sure everything was done before then. Um, we were just waiting on masters to come back and. Uh, when then COVID happened and we like weren't really gonna push it because we can't like throw you can't. a CD release party like right. we can't like hang out together and like live you know it was just weird so we kind of put a lot of stuff on the back burner um, and that uh, some of it we shouldn't have but whatever yeah. it's all like I said learning and it's one of those like no one really knows like what's the right thing to do no there you know? there was no way to figure out what was the right call yeah um, I know. I think we played a show. Yeah, we played a show somewhere that was like, as far as like regulations were concerned, like everything was up to par. Like, yeah, it was out of state or whatever, but like this was like last summer, so like we had been through enough of it. Yeah. Um. Man, we got like a bunch of flack for it too. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it was like I don't know. I understand and respect like not wanting to see people go out and do stuff like that, but as long as all the rules and everything are followed. Like, I don't see, I don't see it as a bad thing. You know what I, I mean? Like, I went and saw a couple shows last summer, you know, and it was yeah, the, it, it was all outdoors. Yep. You, um, had to, you had to buy your tickets by the table. So like you sat with people that you came with. If you yeah. got up, you had to wear a mask. Um, exactly. All the same things. Yeah. If you were moving around outside, like you had to have your mask on unless you were at like your little area. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was great. Um, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was a weird time. Cause uh, we don't try to aggravate people. No, like, you, don't like, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, that's not our goal. That's a bad business model. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was weird. Everybody kind of bounced out of it. I think everybody was just cooped up. And yeah. Everybody online like just needed something to like look at. People are super still super cranky. Like yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And now they're just out in public and, and cranky. cranky. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I'm one of them, man. Like I've been so pissy like the past two weeks. I've just been like a miserable prick. Oh, man. Yeah, that's weird. Like, a lot of people have had, like, like in the last two weeks have been like, damn, things are just, like, fucked up. It, like, <laughs> it's because it's, like... I don't know what it is. It, I fell off. I got, like, super busy, like, mentally and, like, doing stuff in life. And yeah. before that, I was, like, very, like, hippie. Like, I worked my shifts, but it was, like, if I'm not at work, I'm in Vermont. I'm in the mountains. Like, I'm yeah. playing, you know what I mean? Playing hacky sack. And, like, I just got, like, super busy. Um... I'm taking some time this weekend, though. I'm playing a show on Saturday, so nice. Be uh, good to reset. Yeah, it's. I think it's the this kind of like unknown. Like, are we going to be going back to mass? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I. And I then don't it's, know. It's picking back up, and yeah. it's, it's. And then like, on top no. of that, it's like it's not good summer weather. It's either raining or it's like 95 and humid. Yeah. Dude, the humidity, <clears throat> let me tell you, that little kitchen over there and the humidity the last, like, month. Oh, that's over at Speedwell Tavern. Speedwell yeah. Tavern, yep. yep. Yeah, sorry. Didn't uh, didn't shout that out. That's all right. I just have to fill in the listeners. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad employee. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it gets crazy over there. And it's year-round it stays hot in there. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I worked in the kitchen for maybe, like, six months, and it was the dead of winter. And it's still, <laughs> you sweat your balls off and... You show up with your sweatshirt and your your sweatpants on, and you go down to your locker, and you're in your, you know, light t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, exactly. For the day. And then when you leave, you're like, I'm not putting that stuff on. No, and you just yeah. freeze for a little bit, get yeah. in your car, and go home. Just do the same thing again. Um, So, 
how did you end up? So your second band was Lightning Lyford. Yes, and second the, band was Lightning Lyford. How did that come about? So Tom, my best friend. Yeah. Um, we started playing music together. Like uh, he was living with me at the time, and we just like acoustics. It was just like I played, he could sing, and we just kind of learned like six songs. And we went over to the Black Raz and yep. did the open mic nights a bunch. Oh, cool. Um, and then we started like. Just like sitting downtown on Coles Hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, all right, I was just going to play here, like, not for money or anything. It was always just like for it's, fun. Yeah. And then people would be like, yo, like, this is cool. And we were like, yeah, like, Black Raz next week. We're there every week. <laughs> um, and we were sitting there at my house one night, and I looked at Tom and I was like, yo, why don't we grab Chris and Cody and make this a whole, like, band? Like, I, I, yeah. I would love to go back to just playing bass. Because. <laughs> I am not a great guitar player. I yeah. am like maybe the campfire guy. <laughs> maybe the campfire guy. But I'm not like a performance guitarist and it it really showed. And I was out of my out of my element there. But uh yeah, we grabbed them. We started jamming. Uh I worked with Josh over at Speedwell and as he's a phenomenal drummer, but he was like, Yeah, I play keys and we were talking about it and yeah. We grabbed Josh and it's kind of just always been the five of us ever since. Nice. It's been great. And I'm just going to go ahead and roll right into Faith from Fable real quick. Because <laughs> Cause you, Cody's in both bands. Cody and yeah. Chris are in both bands. So I uh, went through a breakup, and the day of my breakup, I went and crashed their band practice. Yeah. And kind of just like hung out. Um, but played bass for a little bit. I was just, I have known their music. Like, from, they're like, I don't know, like the sister, like brother band of Frantic. Like we've, all, I've been homies with them forever. Yeah, yeah, we've had them on, I think, twice, and they were on, I think, in our first year. Yeah, they was, they've been around for a while. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, uh, they were looking for a bassist or whatever, and I kind of just happened to fall into that, and then I took some time to try and learn the material they had. They have. Some really intricate stuff, way outside of my normal playing. Yeah. But I'm, like, super gassed about it now. It took me about a year to get some of the other stuff down and work on the new recordings. Um, and then COVID happened, and we couldn't play a show. But we're, we're you touring. Guys, you, you were live streaming for a little while. Uh, that was the cover band. Uh, oh, right, 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 that right. That was the cover yeah, band, okay. yep. Yeah. Uh, nobody's really heard the, the new Faith stuff or, like seen it with me in the band and yeah we're, we're we're looking for a show but not like crazy yet i think we still have some some things we're talking about but soon soon that'll be happening yeah and i remember talking to them it's it's harder for them to find gigs being a you know a metal band you know it, it's you keep there's no no place down here in plymouth that does that sort of thing there, there's no like I mean, the closest thing to, like, a local show stage that I've seen since, like, 3065 was around yeah, um, is, like, some of my homies' bands are playing over at New World. And, like, yeah. that's, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Professor Caffeine and the Insecurities, those guys are sweet. I've seen them over there. Uh, I'm playing a show with Frantic at New World in yeah. September. With... But I wouldn't call Frantic Endeavor metal. No, but we almost never fit a bill. Because we get thrown on, like, a metal show, but yeah. we're... An electric violin, a female vocalist with like some proggy riffs, and it's like I don't know how to categorize us because if we get thrown on a metal show, we don't fit the metal show that great. We're always right. the one that stands out, which probably isn't a bad thing. Well, and then it's not. like yeah. a pop punk show, like that's a little closer. I feel more comfortable there. That's yeah. band number four I'm looking for. Anybody who a decides that, <laughs> that they want to be in a pop punk band, if you're listening, hit me up. Um, yeah, it just it doesn't matter where we go, like. Honestly, I think my favorite shows with Frantic are festivals. Yeah. Because there's just a bunch... Like, people go there to see a bunch of different bands. Right. So it feels less like, all right, we're on this metal show, and we're, like, middle of the show. So everybody's, like, beating the hell out of each other for, like, three bands. And then, like, here we come. Like, everybody's having a good time. And then they go back to, like, destroying each other. <laughs> it's like... I feel like we're the rain at 1.30 at Warp Tour. Like, yeah. it always rains every year. It's, like, 97 degrees. But, like, when that rain finally comes in the middle of the afternoon, you're like, all right, cool, nice little break. And then you get right back to it. Yeah. So... Well, that might be the... the like you said, that stands out. It really sets you apart from the, the other bands. Yeah. Um, music's cool. I think music is something everyone should at least dabble with in their lifetime. It's a good outlet. It is. It's... And that's... 
kind of the the premise behind the show is the creative kind of mindset. You know, initially when I brought this to Fish, I'm like, I want to do an art podcast. He's like, art's visual. That's stupid. And I'm like, good, good, good point. Um, and then I was watching uh, some stand-up comedians on like YouTube, and they were talking about like why some of them work dirty and how they wrote jokes, and like, I'm like it, it just registered with me and i'm like i totally that's what i want to talk about i want to talk about talk to creative people because you know you're like everyone should play music and to me it's like everyone should create something right yeah you know it's it puts you in a different mindset and it's a huge release like it's good for you yes you know um and i used to be you know a visual artist i drew and painted and i have not done that for about a year and a half now because i just kind of lost that drive and now we create podcasts and videos and stuff and it it scratches that same itch Mm because it's creative and there's a process to it um do you prefer playing i'm not going to ask you which is your favorite band but like do you have a musical preference or the being in three bands is like you get to like have everything because you get to play so different stuff this this is like kind of what I was saying about my fourth band. Yeah. I've been talking about this for a long time. My fourth band, like, it's already like a time crunch for three mm-hmm. to think about that much music. But fourth band is like super critical. I'm gonna be very specific about where I want to go because it's the final itch to scratch. Like you were yeah. saying, I I love all the music that I play. I I don't see one as better or worse than the other. Um, there are pros and cons to all of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody thinks like the cover band like might be the dopest band I'm in because I go and I play music for like three and a half hours or whatever and I get paid. Right. And usually better than like a, a local show for like original bands because I mean we're going to play like a 20 minute set or 25 minute set. You know what I mean? So like we can't expect hundreds of dollars for that. Right. Like, right. And a lot of that is based on draw and stuff. I don't know. It's all weird. But one of the downsides to the cover band that I think gets overlooked is my brain. Like, I, I have so many tabs in my head for this cover band. <laughs> I think if we were to play everything front to back that we've ever toyed with, or, like, it's on the board somewhere. We have a giant whiteboard. We're, we're probably close to, like, 10 hours of music. So there's probably about six, maybe seven hours of cover music that's just, like, in my brain. Do, do you ever... Plus the frantic stuff. Plus the Faith from Fable stuff. Those don't have tabs. So yeah. those have to be in my brain. Do do you ever have like that moment where you're on stage, and not not like on autopilot, but like you're in that groove. So you you're playing, you're not really thinking like exactly what you're doing because you you know it's that muscle memory, and then you have a hiccup in your brain, and you're like, what song am I playing? What band am I in? What am I doing? Chris is on drums. Okay, I've narrowed it down to two bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um occasionally in frantic because i think frantic we i think we practice the most efficiently because we're very like all right we're here play all of our music like for the next show that's coming up like just like front to back like we just don't quit and the other bands like we take stops in between songs Mm -hmm. which is totally fine both are very good but the reason frantic got that like drilled into it is just our practices got shorter and shorter and shorter. When we first started out, we used to meet up at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Hang out all day. Like play music when everybody got there and then like go on walks, like go to Taco Bell at night. Like just Just hang hang out out. and be friends. You know what I mean? And then we were all younger, had less responsibilities. We grew up. Yeah. People moved to different places. People are working different jobs with crazy different hours. Um, When I was working in... uh, direct service uh provider for like um developmentally disabled folks yep. I, I would work like you know overnight shifts and then i'd be like dead at practice the next day or whatever it was yeah. just like everything kind of just it all got crazy but now we meet for like two or three hours every week and we just cram everything into it and a lot of it right now especially leading up to a release is all like New chris, is, chris yeah. is explaining like the marketing so like an hour of practice like sometimes is like all the business stuff like all right merch ideas like let's talk about merch ideas let's figure out what we can put out there how are we going to market it like what makes sense um 
like new ideas that I'm pumped about for merch. Uh, we released a water bottle, like one of the aluminum water bottles. Oh, yeah. It's got like a cool little uh, frantic design all over. It's great. Uh, and I was like, yo, water bottle is awesome idea. Um, we just did the lanyards. Uh, it's just a lot of figuring out things I never thought I'd have to think about in a band. Yeah. Growing growing up, I thought when I get to the point where I'm going to be thinking about merch, there's going to be a guy for me. <laughs> that guy is going to do the. Guess what? We're all that guy. We got to figure it out. And and I feel like a lot of that. Hats off to Chris because he's yeah. mostly that guy. He's done a lot of the legwork. I, I feel like a lot of that has changed because of the internet and things like that. Where you know, before to have a lanyard you would have to be a big touring band. But now because the internet, you can find these companies and be like, we'll make you 20 lanyards if you want 20. Right, you yeah. Know, it's, it's instead of ordering 2,000 of them. So it's much easier to have merch. It's much easier to have a wide variety of merch. We just, like, this past... What are we, in summer now? This past winter, we just ordered a ton of different merch. Nice. And it was the um, a company that we had used before. You know, they're doing their job, and they're like, hey, you know, we threw your logos on a bunch of stuff, like in photoshop or however they do it and just sent us a bunch of stuff i'm like i'm not really gonna buy anything and i started scrolling through i'm like whoa that kind of like that hat <laughs> well that hat's really nice too <laughs> see they know how to market oh, to their yeah, audience yeah, you know and so next thing i know we're dropping like a bunch of money on merch and now it's like so now we, we've been doing a lot of these like um like uh shop local vendor markets which we fell into basically and uh so now I'm like, oh, we have this merch. We should be selling the merch at this market. How are we going to display it? We should be able to, we have to transport it and display it and make it easy. And I don't want it to be, so now it's like, okay, so now I have to build out a display to put the merch on. It's just like, I never thought about this when I ordered the, the stuff. And now it's like, yeah, I got to sell it. And, and it's. Do you ever get tired of doing, like, the business side of it? I'm so guilty for not doing enough of the business side. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I, ca I cannot say I get yeah. sick of it. Um, I'm trying to be better. I have to be better about it. But I can say for sure that it's definitely tiring. I know Chris has been, like, I was up till 3 o'clock last night putting together these pre-bundle orders, or like, pre-order bundles, whatever. It's just, like... Yeah. Oh no! You were up till three doing that, and I was up till three just like watching YouTube. Like I, like I, I, I could be doing something, but yeah. it's like I just don't know what to do. I need to read some books or something yeah, on like some, how to sometimes do the internet marketing. You need like that that lead person, which sounds like it would be Chris, absolutely. To then delegate and be like, all right, you're gonna be the shipping person, you know. I'll get you the orders, but you're gonna pack and you're gonna ship everything, and not in that bossy way. Just like so, right, right, the yeah, poor guy's like, not getting burnt. The main out. bullet point is this needs to get done. Yeah, you're in charge. Of yeah, <laughs> please be in charge of this. That yeah, of, yeah, that was kind of like how the Twitter thing was pitched to me, and I fell off with that. So I need to, I need to fix a lot of that. But I also got super busy, and now I have three bands. I do a lot of the. I used to do. There's not a lot to do right now, but I used to do like a lot of the business side of things for the cover band yeah just because like i was the one that worked like down here and like in the industry so i knew you knew other people. you knew who to talk to yeah so it was just like all right i'm gonna set up the band email like all right now we have an email here you go guys you can log in for this like all right now we now we have a paypal you can sign in doing it this way you yeah. know what i mean it's just like i get it and i didn't do nearly what chris is doing for frantic and i'm just like oh, just thinking about doing that tenfold it already makes me upset <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think like uh the cover band has like a different like you know maybe maybe there'd be merch but like uh, <laughs> the, would the, like you wouldn't put out an album of cover music no. typically no that's not like anything we would think of doing. yeah um so I had this I had this merch idea for a long time, and I actually still get emails from the website because I went and looked into it. Yeah, but I got a new so there's the Lightning Lifeford logo with all of us that look like Rick and Morty. Yep, that's awesome. But then we have like a, a more like professional logo that's like cleaner, mm -hmm. and I have new business cards with that. And I always wanted to put that logo on uh, custom rolling papers. 
Oh, nice. And I looked into the company. I get an email like once a week from them. They're like, hey, check out this deal. And I'm just like. Oh, I'm... once they get your email, they just. Yeah. Yeah. Inundate I, you. That was my. Uh, that's actually a New Year's resolution for me this year. I've been going through and unsubscribing from all these like junk emails that I get. And yeah. then I'm slowly going to delete all my extra emails just because I had one for this job. I have this one for my Amazon account. It's just like I'm just going to get one email so I can put all my important stuff in that one. One for all the gaming like just like organize my life it's it's important to do yeah um i feel like Figuring every time every I time older. i try to do that it get like because we have with the three different podcasts like you need three different email addresses for them because you know okay well you're gonna register on this account we well, can't do that with the same email address i mean like yeah but we have two shows i'm like well then you need another email address for you you're like all right fine and then like we kind of try to keep it all under like one social media and then Jordan kept saying on Bar Talk, check us out on Instagram. We're like, dude, we're not on Instagram. So then we had to get an Instagram because he wouldn't stop saying it. So Jordan loves the gram. <laughs> he loves the gram, dude. It's where it's at right now, man. Yeah. Like, I love Instagram. I follow a bunch of really cool art pages right now. Yeah. All like digital art, like all space stuff. Yeah. And like every day, Instagram's like his 12 new pages that all do incredible art like this. I'm like, please give me more. I'll follow 7,000 of them. I find it. I'm finding myself more and more spending time on Instagram opposed to Facebook. Because Facebook is just like, bitchy bitch, bitchy bitch, bitch, bitchy bitch, bitch. I, and Instagram's just like, ooh, pretty pictures. Yeah, I took a break from Facebook for about a month. I was off of Facebook. Um, I just needed to like step back from getting wrapped up in everyone's nonsense. Yeah, you know it's what so I mean? easy to do. And now like a lot of my Facebook is just like memes. Yeah. And I used to do like... I, I'm not going to judge memes right now, but I am. Like, I used to just do, like, the shit posty, like, attention-grabbing memes. And, like, yeah. now a lot of it now is just, like, this is just, like, dumb funny. Like, yeah. it's just, like, there's no extra curriculars attached to it. It's not political. It's not this. It's just, like, this is just an idiot. Right. Like, it's just know? funny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, um, so, how do you write your music... Again, so this would take lightning life right out of it. But when you're writing, do you do you come up with like a base? So it's probably a collaborative effort, I'm assuming. But do you ever kind of like in a frantic endeavor rehearsal come up with a line or a riff or something where you're like, I feel like that's more faith from fables or like, oh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so do you, like do you come up with something? Go, oh, I'm gonna kind of save that for later and. So there's this riff. This is actually funny because I'm gonna kind of battle what you said about the cover band because I'm. It definitely applies to them because we're trying to write our own music. Oh, okay, all right. We get wrapped up in learning twelve new '90s covers instead. <laughs> ideas have been thrown around. So there's this riff that I wrote forever ago in Frantic, and it's always been called Funk Master. It's just this little slap riff. It's like super catchy. Yeah. And Cody has always loved it always we never ended up doing anything and frantic with it like we tried yeah and it was just like a lot of it ended up having like a weird like pink floyd feel to it but also like none of the parts should have been together like right. the transitions were just like new new part yeah there's no like no way to get from one part to the next it was just like now we're doing that part and it was really chopped up and i hated it um but yeah, for after it sat there for like a year and a half, I was just like, can I just take this riff somewhere else? I'm going to go and try and pitch this to the cover band. Right. And like we messed around with it in the cover band for a second, and as soon as I played it, Cody played the original chord from the Frantic song, and I was just like, all right, so we're never going to be able to do anything with this either. <laughs> like, this, all this is is that one intro now. It's just that one riff with Cody's chord, and it's just like, that's all we're going to play. And it's not even Cody's chord. It's the one that Chris used to play right. in the Frantic version. Um Sometimes in it, is Cody in all three bands? No. Oh, okay. No, no. Cody's in cover band and um, Faith and Fable. Faith and Fable. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I had like a really good like writing week at Faith, yeah, which happens on Sundays is the cover band and Faith and Fable, and then Thursdays is Frantic. If I have like a really awesome week at Faith. I'll walk into Frantic and, like, do some, like, faith 
feeling stuff like over parts that have already been solidified like album stuff that's already written like i'll just like add like extra stuff that i did in faith sometimes i'm like oh it'd be a cool live thing other times i'm like don't don't do that don't play your instrument (laughs) for the rest of the week you're grounded (laughs) oh man yeah i don't know it's i write a lot of faith stuff on my acoustic guitar like ideas like pop out of my head because i keep it in the same tuning but yeah. I'll just like play like little riffs at like three o'clock in the morning and they're always super quiet and recorded on my phone, garbage. And then I'll take the same riff and like play it on bass when I get somewhere that has an amp and I'm like, all right, figure out what to do here. And then I bounce back and forth for a couple weeks. Actually, there's an intro in a new Faith song that we just wrote that started that way. It started at like two o'clock in the morning, sitting in my room, just like, all right, play the guitar, smoke some more weed. Nope. Not don't there. like this. Yeah. And then play it on bass. Oh, I kind of like this. And then I go home and I'll sit there with my bass for like an hour. All right, this is the riff. And then it ended up sticking. So. Yeah, it's funny. It's like sometimes that like that time away from it, you know, like yeah. I, I've done drawings. You have to step back. Yeah, I've done drawings in the, like that I've gone back and looked at and either been like, oh, I used to like this or like, oh, this is better than I thought it was, you know? And I was, uh, I was listening to an interview with... Uh, Matt Damon, and he was talking about uh, when him and Ben wrote uh, Goodwill Hunting. I guess there was a draft that they did that they're like, "This is it. This is the best thing we've ever written." But we need some distance, and they put it away for like three days, and they went back and read it, and they were so embarrassed that they burnt it. They're like, wow. "No one will ever read that again." It was so terrible. And we we just talked about that movie last night, right? Did we? Yeah, because I was telling you how like I'm not a movie person. Oh right, right, right. But and you I, said you're like I, a big Robin Williams fan or something. I, I am, and yeah. I just saw Goodwill Hunting for the first time like a couple months ago, and I was very pleased. Yeah, I, I just like I don't know. It's a great flick. It, it's an awesome movie. I, I don't know what it is about movies, man. <laughs> is it the? I think it's just the time. Yeah, I think it's. But I say things like that, and then I'm like, yeah, but you also just watched six hours of YouTube last night. Like, but but it's that is it the because I found in the beginning of lockdown because I'm a big movie fan I couldn't sit and watch a movie I don't know what I had all the time in the world but I couldn't sit and watch a movie but I could sit and watch four hours of 12 minute clips on YouTube so it was something about like you know whether it was my attention span or just the you know, the shortness of the clip that didn't really take a lot of commitment, you know, I don't know. So it's weird. I, th- I think I think some of it probably comes from just, like, falling into, like, this whole, like, instant gratification thing, like, yeah. on social, like, through social media and stuff. A movie is, like, an hour and a half commitment about the same thing. Yeah. That, that essentially reading, like, a 12-page paper as somebody's Facebook status. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take the time. I'm not clicking see more. Right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just going to read what's at the top. Yeah. Going to check out. And I'm going to go do something else. And I think, I think it's a bad way to be like that, but I don't know. I've always disliked movies. Like, growing up, I wasn't huge on movies, and that was before I even cared about playing music. It's, I don't know. I just don't care. <laughs> so, do, when you're on YouTube, are you watching, like, the same... Like, are you watching the same type of thing, or are you watching a, a channel? So, like, are you... Have you seen this thing about the milk crates? I, like, what just saw this that milk about? crate thing. Like, it just... Yeah, like, two days ago, and, like, there's shitloads of videos about it, and I'm like, what is going... Like... Instant gratification yeah. for people. It, it, as soon as somebody does something and it catches on a little bit, that's it. Like, I'm I'm on TikTok. I, I love TikTok. There's a bunch of hilarious people on there. I found some incredible musicians on there, too. Yeah. Um, but you... So that's kind of like, do you watch bass videos? Do you watch people walking on milk crates? Um, or so I it, don't watch people walking on milk crates. I, 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 I watch maybe 20 minutes doing it yesterday. I watch bass videos occasionally. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times these days, it's it's usually somebody sending me a video, or they they saw something and they're like, "Yo, this this guy knows what he's doing. Watch this." And I'm like, "All right, yeah." The correct answer, cheese, is I watch part talk uh, day drinking. Um, but it's fine. I'm not hurt. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Wow, I failed. <laughs> I failed. You threw me off, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm just um, messing with you. No, but I I, I like to watch uh, gaming channels. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'm, yeah, you said you were streaming. I'm a big Minecrafter. Yeah. Um, I've been following Hermitcraft, which is, like, some of the best Minecraft players, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they all run a server together, and they have been for years. I've been watching since season six, so. I used to give my kids crap, because they would watch Minecraft videos, and I'm like, you're watching someone else play a video game? Give me a break. Blah, you know, the parent, mm-hmm. yep. you know, whatever. And then I started watching uh, Critical Role. Yep. And after about, like, I don't know, a year of that, I'm like, oh, I totally lost my moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, I'm watching, I'm watching people, somebody play the game. I'm watching someone else play a game. Um, other than Minecraft, uh, I do a lot of Pokemon videos, yeah. uh, like, all over the map. I'll watch people open Pokemon cards. I fall into that rabbit hole a lot. Yep. I like that. Um, like, there's a lot of fan-made games that are, like, ROM hacks or whatever for, like, older games. So, like, a Gen 3 game, but somebody, like, rewrote the story, like, made their own, like, fake Pokemon. Put, like, a bunch of cool stuff in the game, and a, a lot of people run those games. Um, and you said you stream. Yeah, so I stream Pokemon Emerald. I do Nuzlocks, um, which is, like, a class of... no idea what that is. <laughs> it's, just a, it's, a, it's a way to make the game harder. So, like, oh, okay. if your Pokemon faints, like, normally you would just go and heal it at the Pokemon Center. Yeah. But in a Nuzlocke, if your Pokemon faints, like, it essentially is, like, dead. So you have to release it, like, get rid of it. Like, you lost that Pokemon. You're yeah. an idiot. So you got to think strategically in the game. You can add a whole bunch of other stipulations, like no healing items in battle. Like, whatever. Make it as hard as you want. Yeah. Um, and then there's a program that randomizes every Pokemon in the game. So, like, normally you can catch, like, these three Pokemon in the first route. Well, now you could catch, like, a legendary. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. Uh, it's just a good way to kill time. So, and that was my first why generation. Um, something like that. It's like a challenge game, yeah. and it's just better like with interaction. Because I could sit there in my room alone and emulate a Game Boy on my computer. Yeah, and just play this cool video game. Or I can also like put it up there for my three friends to hang out and talk to me while they're doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, just... it's it's interesting because having kids. Um, kids. I have an adult and a kid now, which is fucking <laughs> weird. But, uh, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, kids these days, they don't have that, you know, they don't go out and they don't get their license. Like, my son still hasn't gotten his license. He's got his permit, but he hasn't gotten his license. It took and, me a while. And I'm like, it's different, because, like, when I was a kid, you got your license as soon as you could, so you could go hang out at your friend's house and play video games. He doesn't have to go anywhere to do it. Put the headset on. I'm going to jump yeah. in the, the Call of Duty lobby, hang yeah, out with so my friends he's anyways, He's like Mom. doing exactly what I was doing. He's just saving gas money. Right, yeah. <laughs> Environmentally friendly yeah, hanging yeah, out. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's just interesting because you get people that don't see it that way and they're just like, kids these days. I'm like, no, they're doing exactly what we did. They, it's just different. Yeah, they just it, don't have to leave their house to do it. Everything is crazy different. Um, like... Uh, I mean, even my sister is three years younger than me, yeah. and I feel like I feel like an old person talking to her sometimes. Because <laughs> I'll say, I'm like, it's really only three years, but there's like, I feel like things the younger, change so much. Yeah, yeah, like the gap is different. So like, like me to a 35 year old, like the information gap and like the way things are yeah. is way shorter than just me to my sister, which is only three years. Right. Like as you get younger, I feel like they all like got faster and had to do a lot more like. I would be awful in in high school, middle school right now. I know I would not survive with how fast I'd have to like keep up with everything. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's weird. It's like, like the milk crate thing. Yeah. Like one day, like like some guy goes into school on Friday. Hey, I did the milk crate thing, and like everybody's like, yeah, dude, like that was over yesterday at three o'clock. Like, <laughs> like how do you like? Yeah. I can't. I would. We're never... onto the orange juice thing. Yeah, Get with like, it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like now we're putting lemons on our eyes for as long as we can. I don't know. Like don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Bad. <laughs> Terrible idea. You heard it here first. Cheese. No. Says... No. 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 Cheese says. We're gonna call it the cheese lemon challenge. Nope. nope, nope. <laughs> cheese said nothing. <laughs> Delete this clip. Uh, it's and it's. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder, like, who starts these things, and do they ever have, like, real regret? Because I was, I, like, I did. I spent, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes yesterday just honestly trying to find someone who actually did the milk crate. Because it's just, like, every milk crate thing I saw was people getting just destroyed. I watched like, somebody, like, definitely lose 
all of their teeth down their throat. Yeah. I'm, and I was like, oh, this is the milk crate thing. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. And, and it's just like, these they're really hurt. Like, there's no way you're not hurt. Like, at what point when you do those things, like, you were immediately like, don't do that, don't do that. Like, who puts those things out in the world and just be like, yeah, you know, someone's definitely going to die doing the milk crate thing. I mean. Someone's going to land on their head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already happened. Yeah. Somebody's definitely paralyzed somewhere from doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm then, not, then I'm the not news runs blame, it. I'm not pointing blame anywhere because I'm not like that keyboard warrior. But there's a little bit of blame. I mean, like, no, I mean like yeah. things like things like jackass, like set precedent for things oh, like this. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That came with explicit warnings, like don't do any of this. Like, yeah. Th- you know but what that's I mean? also. Come on, now. that's like cover You're, your own ass type thing. Yeah. I know, but <laughs> you got to look at these people that you know brand themselves and jump off of roofs and go. That's probably not safe. Like this, also like fault on the person that's like, yeah, right. That guy fell off the top milk crate. I'm gonna go do the same thing. Why? Yeah, I don't. I feel like it's this question, like, oh, if your friends told you to jump off a bridge, would you? Like, everybody's saying there's, yes. There's right a bridge now. challenge. You heard it right here. Cheese wants you to jump off a bridge on the cheese so bridge challenge. So <laughs> the lemon it. challenge is over. It's now the cheese bridge challenge. Yo, I, would, I would never be able to keep up. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's impossible these days. That's why I just do my own thing. I, I checked out, and very recently, I did this for my own mental health. I am light years ahead of where I used to be, yeah. even just six months ago, and it's just. I literally only care about like things that bring me joy. I, I I'm not wrapped up in anybody's say, like, nonsense. One, one of the things that I think I we were talking about it a little bit last night because I'm like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And you told me, I'm like, that's right. I've seen you post about it. Is you do like field day, like yeah, I once mean, a it, week. It's essentially it, it's essentially the, the the Nickelodeon like get outside and play campaign, but for adults specifically that are friends with me on social media. Yeah, I mean, that's great because I'm like, what are you like? Oh, I'm just like. Yeah, every Thursday, frisbee outside and, shit. Yeah. yeah, throw the frisbee around, toss a football around, listen to music. Like, and while I'm waiting for everybody, like I'm out there with a sketchbook. I'm no artist. I yeah. do like random little like mosaic things, and I just sit there and like listen to lo-fi and doodle. And it's like super relaxing because it's outside. I'm telling you, your life improves tenfold as soon as you go outside and just like get some sun. Yeah, even if you took like a 15 minute walk every day. Not only is that just like good to do like for physical health, but it starts to affect you mentally, and it can really make your life that much better. I'm, but I'm gonna I sit I, here and really pitch, just like go outside. I, I'm, I'm gonna. But keep, I really like you know like people are like it. oh you know you gotta like go out for a walk, and I totally agree because part of what I love about living downtown is when I go for a walk, I'm right by the ocean. Right, like, and, yeah. you know it's beautiful. But like the idea of just like hey whoever's around come hang out and let's you know play some stupid outside games and just it to me i'm like that's fucking genius like i love that yeah that's what we did as kids like we knocked on a door and threw a ball around right you know what i mean and i feel like through the the busyness of life and people like right around my age group like kind of like grew up and out of the internet also going through high or into the internet like going through middle school high school so it was like weird because we went from memorizing phone numbers and knocking on doors to like sending a snapchat memorizing phone numbers how you're not that old (laughs) i i knew all my friends phone numbers and i always remembered it just on the pattern yeah 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 yeah. because everybody had the same area code and then the next everybody had the same house phone number yeah Uh, house phones all right i know dial up i know the noise i know all right i I know that all right i'm i'm at least there (laughs) um the first console was a genesis all right and calm down uh so i went through a very interesting experience years ago I left my phone in, in my buddy's car, and I lived in Middleborough in this apartment building that was like I was on the second floor, but like you had you needed a key to even get in the building, mm-hmm. but it didn't have like a buzzer, so like you couldn't go up and like buzz somebody. Like you needed a key to get in, and so I'm like, "Fuck!" I left my phone in his car. Well, I'll, I'll call. So no, I can't call anybody. I don't have anyone's number. I'm like, how the hell am I going to get my phone back? And it became like this, holy shit. If I lose my phone... Dead in the water. I'm dead. So I have started keeping a list of phone numbers in my wallet. 
Nice. And it's just like, these are the people who I, mo- I actually went through it the other day. I'm like, I really need to update this because I don't date her anymore. <laughs> I don't work there anymore. Um, but yeah, it's so it's just interesting. Like when you like memorize phone numbers, the only number I know is mine. I couldn't even tell you. I think the only thing I could tell you is my kids numbers start seven, seven, four. And that's it. Like I couldn't tell you anything else about their phone numbers like, i wouldn't be able to call them and uh so it's it's just a really interesting how once you don't have to remember numbers because you know back in the days to have 15 20 numbers in my head that i could just dial up at any time yeah i don't have a single one now because your brain's like oh that's taken care of i don't need to remember that right, yeah I, I i don't even have to pick up my phone i can yell at it from here to call <laughs> that's right yeah on I can say on speakerphone. I don't yeah. have to get off the couch for this. <laughs> That's true. Which is why uh, you know the cheese bridge challenge is over, and it's now the cheese get outside and play. Yo, I'm signing up. Yeah, the challenge is to go outside for 30 minutes a day and play. Love it. That's um, it. <laughs> where can people go to check out the bands? Um, so Facebook for all three, um, and I think. Just frantic has everything else. I don't think we have a TikTok, but are you guys on Bandcamp? I think we're on Bandcamp. We have a web. We have our website, the Bandcamp. Uh, I think we have a Snapchat. I don't know if we use it. We have Twitter. I know we don't use it great because that's my responsibility. <laughs> uh, Insta- the, Instagram, we're very we're we're very up on. Um, so Instagram and Facebook are like the two heavy hitters for social media. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, all the streaming services, too, for Frantic. Yeah. That, I mean, they're everything. Even, like, the little random ones, like, on a Windows phone from 12 years ago, like, it's probably on that streaming service. Yeah, like, nice. So it's Frantic Endeavor, uh, Lightning Lifer, and the Procrastinators, and, and Faith, Faith and Fables, Fables yep. in case anyone forgot. Um, and so, yeah, send uh, Cheese your uh, TikTok challenges, and he'll do them. Well, he's outside playing. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing? We're, we're sending me challenges? Yeah, sure. Why not, man? <laughs> uh, now, m- uh, maybe I'll do one. All right. No, but I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to come chit-chat. And, Yo, this was cool. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. And um, for our listeners, we'll catch you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on Instagram at inebriart6. You can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.